My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, 22 years back, on the day of my ordination, I received a card from a priest friend, and he wished me for being ordained. And in this card, he inserted a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper, there was a small story, and the title of the story was A Parable of Discipleship. And this story is of a farmer who had two pieces of land. In one piece of land, there was good water, and he cultivated this land. In another piece of land, there was no water. So due to the lack of water, he could not cultivate this land. So what this farmer did, he brought a small sapling of a bamboo. We know what is bamboo tree. And he planted in the land where there was water. And every morning, this farmer would come and manure this bamboo, put water, and talk to this bamboo, as if that bamboo was his little boy. And with this love and care, this bamboo grew big. And whenever the master would come early in the morning, the bamboo would wait for his master's sight. And when the master came, by the breeze, he would dance, welcoming the master. And as the bamboo grew, all of a sudden, one day, the master, the farmer comes to this bamboo and says, I need to cut you. And the bamboo is sad. So long the master has been loving me, and I too have been loving him. And what happens to the master? And he knows that whatever the master does, he will do it always for good. And he surrenders himself to the master's will and say, here I am master, you can cut and use me. And the master cuts this bamboo. He slices it into two pieces, and we know that the bamboo is hollow inside always hollow. And he uses this bamboo to transport water from the plot of land where there was water to the other plot of land where there was no water. And this second plot of land starts getting water and there is life there. And in the process, this bamboo, many a time we would think it would die, isn't it? No. Due to the water, the bamboo gets new shoots. It happens, as you know, in the farm. It gets new shoots, it starts growing. It never dies. And in the same way, he makes himself a channel of this living water to flow from one place to another. This is a parable of discipleship. This is what a disciple is called to do. First, to center himself, to welcome God in his life, to make a surrender to God, the third thing is to be transformed by God. And then being transformed by God, to go out and transform the lives of one another. This is discipleship. And beautifully, we have prayed the prayer at the beginning of Mass, prayer for discipleship. And this prayer, if you read it again and pray it again, has this four element. Surrender, uh, uh, making God the center, surrendering our life, being transformed by God and going out to transform one and other. And this is beautifully brought out today in the gospel. We have the story 
of the wedding at Cana. Many a times we use this gospel for, to preach on marriage life. But I use it to preach on discipleship. And as we begin this ordinary year, the church at the very second Sunday of ordinary times brings to our mind how we have to be disciples. So that we, these 34 Sundays, we may journey reflecting on our own call to be disciples of Jesus. And why I say this story of wedding of Cana is regarding our discipleship. At the birth of Jesus, Jesus is manifested to the people of Jew. Everybody knows, the Jewish people know that the Messiah is there. At the Feast of Epiphany, we know that Jesus is manifested not only to the Jew, but to the whole world. At the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord, God speaks that Jesus is his son, and it is shown by the Dao, the Holy Spirit present at the baptism. That is also a manifestation. Today, in this story at wedding of Cana, Jesus manifests himself. John speaks of seven signs. John's gospel is divided into two parts. The first part is the seven signs, the book of signs it is called, and the rest of the part is the book of glory. And in the first part, he gives the seven signs and seven stories. And today's gospel is the first sign. And in this sign, Jesus reveals himself. But to whom? Whom does he reveal himself? To the bridegroom? Or the bride? No. He reveals himself to the disciple. And that's why you see, Jesus comes to the wedding with whom? He comes with his disciple. John starts the gospel, today's passage, that Jesus and the disciple were invited to the wedding of, at Cana. And he concludes today's gospel by saying what? Through the sign at the wedding of Cana, Jesus revealed his glory and the disciples believed in him. So the revelation was for whom? It was for his disciples. He was teaching at the very beginning how they have to be his disciples. Because Jesus knew they were weak. John and James would ask for the place at the right and the left. Peter would say, I want a Messiah who would go out and fight against the Roman. Peter would deny, he knew. Judas would betray him, he knew. And at the very beginning of his ministry, he wanted to teach them what it means to be disciple. And this teaching is beautifully brought in the whole sign, the miracle which we have at wedding of Cana. The first thing, making Jesus the center of our life. We are told that the bride and the bridegroom had invited Jesus for their wedding. Who invites? They invited him. And that's why, because Jesus was there at the wedding, he could perform the miracle. He could add life and happiness to their wedding celebration. We too need to welcome Jesus as disciple. If we have no Jesus in our life, then we are not true disciple. We don't have life, we can say, because our life comes from God. We are not the owner of our life. The life that we live is the life that we have received from God. And that's why we have no chance to be born. We don't choose to be born. We have no choice. God sends us. And we have no choice to leave this earth. Who decides the beginning and the end of our life? God. 
And that's why God is the owner of our life. And that's why if God is not made the center of our life, then we don't have life. And that's why as disciples, the main important is to make God the center, to invite God every day of our life in our living. And that's why we have seen, we are baptized, we have said Jesus, that we have promised to Jesus that we'll make him the center of our life. But what happens as we leave our life? We see today hardly 25% of Catholics come for Mass every day or every Sunday. We have few people who desire to baptize their children. We have so many marriages collapsing. Why? Because we have failed to make Jesus the center of our life. That is important. If we don't have Jesus in our life, there is nothing in our life. It's like empty. We have no happiness. Our life becomes a burden. The second element of discipleship is to make a surrender to God. That is important. And that's why we see Mother Mary there. What Mother Mary says to the servant, do what he tells you. And what Jesus tells, he tells, I want six jars of water. And what the servants, they do, they give him the six jars of water. They surrender to uh, the will of Jesus. Whatever Jesus asks, they do it. That is the second element of our discipleship, to make a deep surrender to God. If we don't surrender our life in the hands of God, then God cannot mold us. We are weak. We are sinners. And in order to make us whole, we need to surrender ourselves in the hands of Jesus. And that's why in the Old Testament we see God is a potter and we are the clay. God fashions and molds us. And if we don't surrender ourselves into his hand, he cannot work on us. He cannot make us beautiful. He cannot make us holy. He cannot make us pure. And that's why the second element of discipleship is to surrender to the will of God. Do what he tells you to do the will of our Heavenly Father. The third element of discipleship is when we make Jesus the center of our life, we surrender to him, we are transformed. We are made new. This is the third element. We are transformed. We are no longer the same. If you see in the gospel, when Zacchaeus surrendered himself, was he the same person then? No, he totally changed. The woman at the well in the Gospel of John, the Samaritan woman, when she surrenders herself to Jesus, what happened? She is totally transformed. She becomes a new person. And that's in the wedding of Cana, the water is transformed into wine. And what? Simple wine? Inferior wine? No, the best of wine. When God works on you, when you surrender to Him, he starts his transformation. He transforms you into a beautiful person. From darkness, he brings you to light. From pride, he brings you to humility. From being a person who judges, gossips and judges, he makes you a lovable person. Who is filled with anger, he makes you a person filled with forgiveness. He transforms you. That is what the disciple experience in their life. They were transformed at the Pentecost. And being transformed, the fourth element is, we go out to transform one another. That is beautiful. 
when we transform ourselves and we keep for ourselves, then we are not disciple. A disciple is one who experiences Jesus and goes out to share that experience with one another. And that's why in today's second reading, St. Paul would remind us of what? He reminds us of our gift. He says we have been given spiritual gift. What? To hide them? To use them for ourselves? No. They are not for ourselves. The gift that God gives us, the gifts are to be used for other people. And that is what happens in transformation. In transformation, we are given a lot of gift. Gift of humility, gift of forgiveness, gift of love, gift of understanding. And being filled with this gift, what we do? We go out and use this gift to transform one another. And this is what is happening in the wedding of Cana. The wine that the bride drew and the bride had, what they did? Did they keep it for themselves? No. They gave it to all the people who came for the wedding and they were happy. This transformation, what happened of the wine, water into wine was shared with everyone who came there. We too are called to share our transformed life in Christ to one another. Going out and transforming the life of our brothers and sisters. And the best place in the church, the first best place in the church is the tabernacle where we come, surrender to Jesus, be Jesus transformed us, and being transformed at every mass, what happens? The main door is there. We go out to the main door. That is the second best place. We go out from the main door for what? To go home and to forget what Jesus has given you? No, we go out to the main door to go and transform the lives of one another, to share the joy that we have received at every Eucharist to with one another. As you participate in this Eucharist, the same Jesus who was at the wedding of Cana is here with us. He's there with his body and blood with us. He wants us to invite him in our life. He wants us that we surrender our life to him. And at this Eucharist, Jesus is going to transform you. Be transformed by the grace of God. And being transformed as we go out of this Eucharist, let us go out to transform the lives of one another. This is true discipleship.